This week on a very special mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer, we're discussing our favorite movie cops. Hello and welcome to a very special mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. I am exercising my right to remain silent, punk. Whoa. 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 Very topical. Very aggressive. Yeah. Very John Rooney. Whoa. <laughs> oh, There's that's crazy. I like it. Uh, so uh, this week we're going to be discussing, uh, in advance of next week's episode, where we discuss the 1986 Sylvester Stallone classic. Classic. Uh, Cobra. <laughs> we're discussing our favorite movie caps. Uh, we, of course, uh, uh, way back in the day before Lethal Weapon did our favorite buddy cop duos, but this time we're just doing solo copolos. That's right. It's the cop in Esperanto. <laughs> Esperanto, that language that that one guy tried to make us all speak, and we were like, nah. Uh, so, you know, cops. Oh, Billy Shatner did that whole movie in Esperanto. That's true. That's absolutely correct, unfortunately, for Billy Shatner. (laughs) Billy Shats! Ooh! Ooh. Billy Shats is the name of, like, the mobster nobody likes in Goodfellas. (laughs) (laughs) Like, even, like, Mikey two times is okay. (laughs) Billy Shats, he... he. It's Billy Bats' cousin. Uh, He's the guy who gets fucking stabbed in the trunk. Anyways, move. I love Goodfellas. That's what happens. Sorry. He's a main guy. That's why Tommy has to go at the end. Uh, Uh, Spoilers. Yeah, come on, buddy. You're right. I shouldn't have spoiled a 27-year-old movie. What's (laughs) wrong with me? Exactly. Come on. Darth Vader's Luke's dad. You're welcome. That can't be true. No. And Kevin Spacey. That's impossible. And Kevin Spacey is Kaiser Soze. And a pedophile. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Moving on. uh, Favorite movie Cops. We'll get too topical next week. Let's get yeah. Favorite movie cops. Uh, so let's start with you, Patrick, your favorite movie cop. I'm going to go with Danny Glover, and I don't mean Murtaugh. What? I'm going with Danny Glover in Predator no. 2. No! Fuck yes. A, A, he kills a predator, and B, he gets an old-timey pirate gun for the privilege. That's, right. uh, that's true. I don't know any other cops who kill a predator. I just want or right have now. an old-timey pirate gun. I'd like to say right now, I'm going to go ahead and take a nap while we get uh, Mark's patented Predator 2. No, no, no. It's been covered here so many times. I don't need to. I don't feel the need to repeat myself again. I will just say this. I will say this. Danny Glover. Uh, predator 2 came out in 1990, which is three years after a lethal weapon. And if he was too old for that shit, he's definitely too old to punch a Predator to death, which he does. He's just so frustrated. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. He's frustrated. frustrated. He he damages the Predator enough that the Predator in that movie has to smash a sink, crumble the ceramic with some goo, and use that to fill in a cut. What does that even mean? <laughs> that there's been some real fine copping done to that guy. <laughs> That guy got copped hard. I will say this. He has a sweet gun in that movie. Yeah. Because they 
big ass like six shooter revolver. Yeah, uh, like a forty four mag revolver. It's the, that has a laser, like a sniper scope on it, like yeah. a laser sniper scope on it. He modded up the gun that Reginald Bell Johnson has at the end of uh, Die Hard. That's right. Yeah. So he doesn't shoot a kid. Right. Right. Oh, all right. Wow. Dark Horse Canada. Well Come done, on. Patrick. Yeah. Um, but fuck you for doing that. <laughs> no. Favorite movie cop? Favorite movie cop has got to be Nick Angel from Hot Fuzz. Oh, okay. All, All right. right. I like that. Um, what I really like about him is that he is, you know, the prototypical get shit done cop to the point where he is making all of the other cops in London look bad. So they transfer him out to the boonies. Uh, unknowingly transferring him to essentially the town from the Wicker Man. At <laughs> uh, which, holy shit, the original Wicker Man is still like the creepiest horror movie I've ever seen. Yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Like that movie. Like it's just like a sense of impending dread. It is deeply unsettling. Right. And when but they start however, putting on those weird fucking animal masks for like the pagan rituals, sure. it just gets out of control. However, it is. Uh, it does have one demerit. Which is 100% less Nick Cage sucker punching yeah. people in a, right? in sure. a bear costume. Sure. <laughs> and just drop kicking uh, a lady. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick Cage in Wicker Man Remake, obviously an honorable mention. Correct. Uh, but what I like about Nick Angel is that he is a uh, tough as nails, gets shit done cop, but he works pointedly, purposefully, 100% within the confines of the job description. Oh, man. He will absolutely not take one single step outside of the law. He will only, only ever shoot to maim or disable the assailant, and only when his life is in direct threat. Even in the ending of the movie, which is like this protracted action sequence... He is very cleverly making sure that nobody actually dies because he knows that as a police officer, he does not have the authority to execute someone. Correct. Uh, so even though the end of the movie definitely codes him as like a fascist force taking over this small town and running it, it's still, if, if there is fault with his behavior, if they change the law, it will change his behavior because he realizes that he is simply a servant of justice. Correct. Also, he used to take Kate Blanchett, which is pretty cool. I love that scene. And he got stabbed in the hand by a a Santa Claus. By Peter Jackson as a Santa Claus. Nice. God, I fucking love that movie. It's It's a a great movie. movie. Incidentally, John, this is the second consecutive minisode. You've picked one of the uh, Three Flavors Cornetto films. I know. I'm waiting for Shaun of the Dead to drop. It's going to be great. (laughs) I got to get a Scott Pilgrim in there between, though. Sure, absolutely. Makes sense. Uh,. So that will. P.S. If you haven't seen Thor Ragnarok, Kate Blanchett is just a delight in that movie. Oh, she's fantastic. She's so fantastic. She's, she's really great. good. Uh, it's a great movie all around. But she is. She's just really nice to see Kate Blanchett like having like a big fun like hammy like villain role. It was really cool. Just wanted to say that. All right. Um, Thanks yeah. for that PSA. Hey, no problem. <laughs> the more you know, and knowing is half the battle. Joe, Joe, American hero. G.I. Joe is there. Yeah. Um, John likes crappy European law officers that enforce the law. <laughs> <laughs> if you need an alien punch to death, you're going to need an American. Or at least an Australian. I, you are at forget- the bare minimum. You are forgetting that as an extraterrestrial, they are not subject to the laws of man. <laughs> oh, correct. Valid point. Uh, Mark, favorite movie cop. Uh, guys, I got to take an oldie but a goodie. 
I'm going John McClane. Yeah. yeah. Guys, I mean, he's the he's the quintessential like uh, prototype like action cop. Yeah. Like up until Die Hard, most cops were just like overweight donut eaters who sometimes drove really good like Popeye Doyle in The French Connection which would be a good honorable mention yeah Uh, but John McClane uh, let's just look at his career as a police officer (laughs) (laughs) he foils uh, what appears to be a terrorist plot but it was actually just uh, an insane robbery or just a big robbery outside of his jurisdiction Mm -hmm. with no consequences and no shoes and no shoes he then stops a plane hijacking the next day yeah. uh, with Busy. shoes, but still fights on the wing of a moving airplane. Yeah. Then becomes an alcoholic, finally divorces his wife, now is back in New York, is a shithead, foils a actual terrorist plot that is also a robbery yeah. by the brother of the guy he let fall from the building in the first one. Yeah. Then, like, ten years after that, <laughs> when he's, like, I think 70? Yeah, at least. He foils an actual terrorist plot that is not a robbery. It's a cyber terrorist plot run by uh, that... Timothy Oliphant. That's right, yeah. that dude who did the sweet, sweet fucking uh, guest star run on The Grinder. <laughs> I will continue to promote The Grinder, even though it is no longer on the air and has not been for several years. <laughs> it's really funny and I stand by it. Everybody nice. write to your lawmaker or representative in government and demand that they bring back The Grinder. Yeah. Or just sign my change.org petition. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know the guy at the White House isn't reading those anymore, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then finally, like five years after that, when well now he's uh, now ninety years old, at least that's how John McClane ages. Yeah, he ages in dog years. <laughs> well, he ages by incident. Yes, <laughs> he ages in alcoholic dog years by incident. Uh, he goes to Russia to get his kid out of jail, and then it turns out his kid is an undercover cop that he somehow didn't know about that. And then I don't remember what happens, but like they fight a bunch of Russians. Take that, uh, Russia! Yeah, I, they fall through a glass building. I, I, I can't be remembering this correctly. I watched that movie one day, <clears throat> clean and sober, and can't remember <laughs> more than my son's a cop. You're ruining this for me, Dad. <laughs> Credits. Anyway, I can't wait for the the prequel. Die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Uh, it's a tough franchise when uh, uh, Johnny McTiernan is not directing. <laughs> well, when Johnny McTiernan's not paying his taxes, well, yeah, or hiring weird private eyes to spy on other producers. Yeah, yeah you know. he's a little bit of a strange guy. And you know, <laughs> hey, thanks for Rollerball, Johnny Mac. <laughs> what a guy you are. Yeah, get Shane Black back. <laughs> get Shane Black back in that directing chair. He's too busy making Predator. Yeah, when he's done with that, he should regain control of his four-longed die-hard franchise <laughs> that he wrote and directed. You go to hell, John. <laughs> yeah. Uh, honorable mention, movie cops. Honorable mention, awesome cops. Time cop. That's right. Robocop. Uh, yeah, well, we've already kind yeah, of covered I mean, Super cop. He's the cop that can't be stopped. I like time cop. That's a good one. Because not only is it cop, he's got a sweet mullet. <laughs> 
He can do the splits. He teams up with a younger version of himself to beat up Ron Silver. And he travels through time. That's pretty cool. He does. In a time machine that is literally a jet engine strapped to a triangle yep. that is shot at a wall. Yep. That's the time machine. <laughs> it's great. Patrick, any honorable mention uh, uh, movie cops? Isn't Jackie Chan a cop in Rush Hour? Aren't they cops? Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Jackie Him Chan and Chris, Chris Tucker, Tucker are both that's cops. Right. Yeah. They'd be copping it. Uh, uh, again, also Jackie Chan, Super Cop, uh, Tokyo Stories. Uh, is he a cop in Rumble in the Bronx, or is he just a dude? Isn't he the Rumble? Uh, no, he's the Bronx. <laughs> oh, is he? Okay, interesting. Yeah. All right, yeah. cool. All right, great. I thought he was the V. The best part about that movie is uh, they try very hard to disguise Vancouver as the Bronx, until at one point they point the camera north and you see a great big body of water and mountains. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't New York at all. Patrick, I know initially we were going to be uh, uh, doing favorite renegade cops because we're watching Cobra next week. And I know you wanted to bring this up, so I'm going to give you a moment to talk oh, about to talk this. about Lorenzo Lamas's silky, silky mane That's and the right. five season run of the TV show of USA's own Renegade. That's where right. Lorenzo Lamas was framed for the murder of his wife and had to go solving week to week mysteries with his uh, sidekick Bobby Six Killer. Yes, correct. Oh. Oh, and then occasionally you'd get like one of the big overarching plots where he'd get so close to solving the mystery about his wife and it was kind of like a, an X-Files thing where Fox would get so close to finding his sister but it would never resolve and he would bang like hundreds of chicks <laughs> and it would come on after Baywatch but before the new Adrian Paul Highlander. Ah, <sighs> what a magical time that was. <laughs> And what a silky, silky mane. What shampoo did he use? Uh, mane and tail. <laughs> mane and tail. Yeah, man. It's the best. <laughs> uh, I love that his name in that, he's got such a great like 80s action hero name, even though it's the 90s. He's Reno Reigns. Reno Reigns. Uh, it's like he was named by Stan Lee or something like that. <laughs> and uh, every, alliterative names. every episode, if I recall correctly, both open and closed with him riding his Harley somewhere. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. I love that Stephen J. Cannell was like the creator of the show mm -hmm. and also played like a recurring villain on yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you, it was weird because then you watch the little uh, his uh, his bit at the end the credit bit was him like typing on a typewriter right. yeah. and he pulled and the paper out the and paper throw out. it yeah. and you'd be like why is the bad guy typing <laughs> on a typewriter no wonder he can't catch him <laughs> this doesn't make any sense at all uh, any other honorable mention? Yeah, no, Canal is pretty much the smoking man in yeah. <laughs> in uh, the deep, dense mythology of a renegade. Yeah. I guess technically, Fox Mulder's a cop, uh, and technically, there, there are yeah. a couple X Files movies. Yeah. And, and then, of course, there's X Cops, the Cops X Files crossover. Oh, that's right. The, the X Files Chandler episode of Cops and Taylioni. That's episode. right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Fox Mulder's pretty cool at first. Sure. In later seasons, he gets a little... Uh, and like, little uh, a, and middle, a middle class white guy obsessed with government conspiracies also reads way different Correct. than 2017. Yeah, it really does. <sighs> because, yeah, it's, it's, he's basically Alex Jones, the police officer. <laughs> right. He's the Alex FBI Jones agent. with access to just so many like sealed records. Yeah. Uh, I guess also, uh, just a real quick honorable mention, uh, David Bowie as a Louisiana FBI agent in Fire Walk With Me, the <laughs> Twin Peaks movie. Doing the worst southern accent ever. Oh, God, it is beautiful, though. 
Oh, oh, oh. Can we give a little love to Francis McDermott or McDormand in uh, Fargo. Fargo? Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to disagree with your detective work there, Lou. She, she's fantastic great, in that movie. Great. She's fantastic in pretty much everything. Yeah, though. she really um, is. Oh, Jesus, man. even the Fargo TV show is incredible. Absolutely. It's so yeah, it's good. pretty good. Yeah. And if we included two of the TV shows, I mean, I would definitely give Allison Tolman and uh, uh, Patrick Wilson both. Like, yeah. Mount Rogers, they're both great in Fargo season one and two. I haven't seen season three yet, um, but seasons one and two are both fantastic. Seek them out. They are really good. Um, Allison Tolman especially is oh, yeah. fantastic on that show. Yeah. Um, oh, and fucking Key and Peele play FBI agents on that show. <laughs> it is great. It's Ar- so good. Arguing with each other while, while fucking Billy Bob Thornton mass murders a whole gang. And they get like knocked down to the records archives. <laughs> where they like debate existence. Oh, it's so, so good. And Colin Hanks. Colin Hanks is great in that show too. What I love about him is that his character arc is that he finds joy in delivering the mail. Yep. <laughs> he realizes he is not cut out for police work. Well, he shouldn't have let Lorne Malvo go. Spoilers. (laughs) Uh, For a five-year-old TV show. All right, guys. Uh, And that happens in, like, the first episode. Correct. Yeah. Uh, So that pretty much covers it, I think, as far as cops. Otherwise, we'll just name all the cops. Um, We did not bring up Riggs or Murtaugh, A, because we've already covered Legal Weapon. Plus, they're bad cops. Right. Uh, ah, I mean, here you go with the gotta be good at copping by following the rules. No, no, no. You be good at copping by breaking Patrick, the rules. I don't want you to get too deep into this, because next week that's all we're going to talk <laughs> about. It is really true. Uh, also, I will just say this. You're pulled over. It's three in the morning. You, uh, you, you just have a taillight out, but you don't know quite what's going on. You hear the, the rapidy tap, tap, tap of a nightstick on your window asking you to roll it down. Who do you want to see on the other side of that window? Definitely Mel Gibson. Oh, God! Definitely Mel Gibson. Oh, Jesus. Well, four body counts in beer. I am Mark Rosendahl. I am appalled. I am Mel Gibson enthusiast Patrick Bromley. Apocalypto was great. (laughs) Uh, And and John and I will see you next week. Patrick has been replaced with yeah, no. apparently a super racist, terrible robot. I can't I can't come to the podcast next week, guys. I gotta watch what women want. <laughs> you see Finally getting the male perspective on the inner workings of the female oh, mind. Man, you see right? that they're remaking it as what men want, oh, no. starring Taraji P. Henson as the woman <laughs> who can hear what men think. And if that movie is not one hour of dudes walking around going just like Oh, my farts smell good. Oh, look at them titties. Oh, holy shit, that car's fucking sweet. Look at that dumb dog fall down. Yeah, that baby's stupid. Oh, I need to go home and get some chili. If that's not the movie, it's a failure. So what you're saying is all the men in this movie are played by Tim Allen? Correct. Yeah. It's one, it's one hour of over and over again. Just grunting and boners. Correct. Uh, once again, I'm Mark Rosendahl. <laughs> I'm Patrick Brown. I am still appalled. <laughs> John Rooney. Uh, we'll see you next time. A g- good day, night, week, and... Goodbye! Guys, they don't know what time it is. But I don't know what time it is for them either. And they don't know what time it is for us! Guys, we better end this podcast, because time keeps on slipping, 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 slipping into the future. Into the future.
Are you Are you gonna fly like an eagle? To the sea? Fly like an eagle? Let the spirit carry me. Are you gonna fly like an eagle? Probably not. Fly right into the future? No, I think I'm just probably gonna take the train home. Oh, okay, cool. That's some fucking abracadabra shit right there. Also, I'm really confident you're taking a bus. I'm walking. Uh, <laughs> actually, I'm taking... I live like five minutes away. Yeah, and I'm great. taking a big old jet airliner. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, I'll see you flying on a jet plane. Don't know when you'll be back again. When I get Jungle Love. All right, I'm going to get... See, I brought it right back. Whoa, to, nice. I brought it right back to Steve Miller. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, there you go. fuck around. Oh. I'm a joker. Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Bromley, John Rooney, and Mark Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google, pretty much anywhere fine podcasts are purveyed. Make sure to leave us a rating or review, preferably both. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.